Cobb Anderson would have held out longer, but you don't see dolphins every day. There were twenty of them, fifty, rolling in the little gray waves, wicketing up out of the water. It was good to see them. Cobb took it for a sign and went out for his evening sherry an hour early. The screen door slapped shut behind him and he stood uncertainly for a moment, dazed by the late afternoon sun. Annie Cushing watched him from her window in the cottage next door. Beatles music drifted out past her. You forgot your hat, she advised. He was still a good-looking man, barrel-chested and bearded like Santa Claus. She wouldn't have minded getting it on with him, if he weren't so. Look at the dolphins, Annie. I don't need a hat. Look how happy they are. I don't need a hat and I don't need a wife. He started toward the asphalt road, walking stiffly across the crushed white shells. Annie went back to brushing her hair. She wore it white and long, and she kept it thick with hormone spray. She was sixty and not too brittle to hug. She wondered idly if Cobb would take her to the Golden Prom next Friday. The long last chord of Day in the Life hung in the air. Annie couldn't have said which song she had just heard. After fifty years, her responses to the music were all but extinguished. But she walked across the room to turn the stack of records over. If only something would happen, she thought for the thousandth time. I get so tired of being me. At the superette, Cobb selected a chilled quart of cheap sherry and a damp paper bag of boiled peanuts. And he wanted something to look at. The superette magazine selection was nothing compared to what you could get over in Coco. Cobb settled finally for a love ad newspaper called Kiss and Tell. It was always good and weird. Most of the advertisers were seventy-year-old hippies like himself. He folded the first-page picture under so that only the headline showed, Please fees me. Funny how long you can laugh at the same jokes, Cobb thought, waiting to pay. Sex seemed odder all the time. He noticed the man in front of him wearing a light blue hat blocked from plastic mesh. If Cobb concentrated on the hat, he saw an irregular blue cylinder. But if he let himself look through the holes in the mesh, he could see the meek curve of the bald head underneath. Skinny neck and a light bulb head, clawing in his change. A friend. Hey, Farker. Farker finished rounding up his nickels, then turned his body around. He spotted the bottle. Happy hour came early today. A note of remonstrance. Farker worried about Cobb. It's Friday. Fees me tight. Cobb handed Farker the paper. 785, the cashier said to Cobb. Her white hair was curled and hennaed. She had a deep tan. Her flesh had a pleasingly used and oily look to it. Cobb was surprised. He'd already counted money into his hand. I make it six fifty. Numbers began sliding around in his head. I meant my box number, the cashier said with a toss of her head. In the kiss and tell. She smiled coyly and took Cobb's money. She was proud of her ad this month. 
She'd gone to a studio for the picture. Farker handed the paper back to Cobb outside. I can't look at this, Cobb. I'm still a happily married man, God help me. You want a peanut? Thanks. Farker extracted a soggy shell from the little bag. There was no way his spotted and trembling old hands could have peeled the nut, so he popped it whole into his mouth. After a minute, he spit the hull out.